Hi, Mama. Welcome back. I am so excited, as always, to dig in today. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into faith because, as you know how I feel about this, it is an essential core element of this journey. And today, I am going to talk about the Holy Spirit. This is how we hear God's voice. And I know some of you, that's probably freaking you out. I just challenge you to lean in with curiosity just to figure out what I'm talking about. And for those of you that have been a believer in Jesus for maybe a long time, I also believe you're going to be blessed by hearing this. I'm going to share some personal stories of how God's voice impacted me. And I know for myself, I was a believer for a long time before really understanding what it was like to hear God's voice on a day-to-day basis. So I hope wherever you're at, you'll lean into this conversation, and I'm really excited. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, we are almost ready to begin this journey of healing. We're still packing our backpack, if you will, and this is an essential component. I I was just thinking about, you know, some of the future episodes, and I'm, I'm uh, soon going to have you kind of create this map of where you want to go, some of your goals. And just even for that, I just really felt you needed this piece. And some of you, this might already be easy. You know it. Hopefully this will just inspire you to build your faith a little bit more. And for others, I just really hope that you can grow and press into this on a deeper level. And you've probably heard me talk a little bit about this here and there, and I don't know what you've thought of it. You know, I've talked about how the voice of God told me that I was pregnant with a baby girl, with the baby that I miscarried. You can hear about that more in episode two. And then I talked about how God told me that my husband might not be there for the birth of my daughter, Ileana. And that was God's voice again. And I have some even crazier stories to tell you today. So get excited. First, though, I'm just going to break down this concept a little bit. So we're talking about hearing the voice of God, which is from the Holy Spirit. So we talked about Jesus and who he was and that he was God. And I'm just going to go a little bit deeper and it gets a little more complicated. But if you really think about it, this is the God of the universe, right? We talked about how God planned the universe, created the stars, set them in alignment, set the earth in the right place, created our bodies. So to me, it makes a little bit of sense if I can't, with my finite mind, fully grasp this infinite creator. And so as we go into the complexities, it's okay if you don't understand it. It It is complicated but that's because we're human and (laughs) we can't fully grasp the things of God. So many of you have probably heard of the Trinity, especially maybe if you have a Catholic background. 
talking about the Holy Trinity. So this is comprised of the Father, Father God, the Son, which is Jesus, and then the Holy Spirit. So these are three distinct persons of God, but it's still, there's only one God. So these are separate pieces, separate identities of God, separate persons of God, but there is only one God. There's not three gods. So I know that's where the complexity comes in because these distinct persons of God are talked about all throughout the Bible. And so today we're talking about the Holy Spirit. So, okay, I know that all for some of you might just sound really foreign, but I think most of you have experienced the Holy Spirit. So if you've ever felt something just deep in your heart that was inexplicable, like it gave you goosebumps, you knew it was um, something deeply spiritual, or I've like heard it described as like energy, like you knew there was this feeling you had. And even I have um, a friend that grew up Jewish, and she talked about attending some of the Jewish ceremonies in Israel. And she talks about how she, she realizes now, she's, she's now a Christian, and she realizes that the thing she felt during those ceremonies was actually the Holy Spirit. Now, Jewish culture doesn't talk about this, and so it wasn't a part of her understanding then, but she now can recognize that that was the Holy Spirit. And so I believe the Holy Spirit is at work in all of us. That's God trying to invite us into a relationship with him. And so we might experience it in different areas that might not even be explicitly Christian, but the Holy Spirit is is all around us, trying to get our attention, trying to grab hold of us. Just a quick Bible lesson about the Holy Spirit so that you'll have a little bit more context. And I promise this isn't going to go on for long. I'm about to get to this story that you can just get a, a better picture of the Holy Spirit. So before Jesus was about to die on the cross, he, he took his disciples in and he had one, one dinner together, the Last Supper you might have heard of, and he, he unpacked a lot of things there to his disciples. Now this is found in John, the book of John in the Bible, John 16, 7, and this is what he said. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go away, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and will declare to you all the things that are to come. Whew. Okay, now that's a little bit long to unpack. So Jesus is saying, I'm about to go away. He's talking about... Um, he's about to die on the cross and then he's going to come back three days later, be resurrected, but then he's going to go up to heaven. You can read more about that in the book of John, but yeah, he's talking about this moment where he is going to go away and it's going to break his disciples' hearts because I mean, they are like best friends at this point. They have gotten to do miracles together. I don't know if you've ever gotten to be like on a mission with someone, but it, it binds you closer than anything. And they have gotten to see lives change. They have gotten to travel together, see miracles worked. Just it's, it's been an incredible experience. And so the thought of Jesus leaving is, is horrific to them. That's like a, the closest friend you've ever had leaving, even like more than a family member. 
And so Jesus is saying, hey, yeah, I know it's going to be hard, but this is actually better for you. And he's saying, because the Holy Spirit is coming, the helper. And he he also talks about how the helper is going to convict the world. So if you've ever had that that voice of conviction in you, so you know you're do, you know you're doing the wrong thing. You you know it in your gut, in your spirit. That is the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's you know kind of like those old <laughs> cartoons that like have the the devil on the shoulder and the angel on the shoulder. Um, that's, you know, not a, a, a accurate depiction of what's happening, but it's, it's that voice saying like, Hey, this is, this isn't what's going to be good for you. This isn't what's going to bring life to you or to someone else. This isn't the right choice. And if you've heard that before, you have heard the voice of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit speaks in different ways. So everyone's going to going to sense the Holy Spirit differently. Usually we'll have like one main way that that God speaks to us. And when I say God speaks to us, I'm just interchangeably using the Holy Spirit and God because Holy Spirit is God. But God speaks to us in these different ways. So some people hear audibly like a voice or I've even heard like it's almost like your own thought, but it comes with the presence of God. And as, as you practice hearing the Holy Spirit and inviting him in fully, you'll, you'll understand more what that looks like. And I will go through with you some ways to test that voice because we do want to make sure it's God and not, not another voice. And there, there are some ways to decipher that. But one of the ways is hearing, also seeing. So this might be called like a visionary. So this is how God speaks to me a lot. He'll give me a lot of pictures and he'll kind of help me understand what those pictures mean. Some people have dreams in the middle of the night and God gives them a vision um, for themselves, for someone else. This is part of seeing. Some people just feel the Holy Spirit. Like I have a friend that when uh, she's coming to pray for me, she like touches my arm and she's like, oh, wow, I feel the Holy Spirit moving through you. And (laughs) that is not me. That's not how I hear God. And so it always, I love it. I just, it's cool to see how God speaks to her. And, and so maybe that's you, maybe you just sense, you know, certain environments, you walk into a room and you can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit there. And maybe you are a feeler. Now, I think we all have a little bit of elements of each of these, but usually again, there's a primary way that we can hear from God. And then some people hear God by knowing. So they just, they just know, they know in their spirit in a moment, it's not that they're hearing something. They just know what God is saying. Now, if you want to know more about these different ways of hearing from God and maybe recognizing what your primary mode might be, uh, I learned this from Havila Cunnington and there's lots of examples in scripture, but she kind of breaks it down into these four parts. So I highly recommend going and checking out her stuff. Her name is Havila Cunnington. So now I know for a lot of you, this still might sound weird, whether you know Jesus or not. So I just want to share a little bit more of an example. First from the Bible, just verses kind of supporting this idea that God speaks to us. So one of my favorites is John 10, 27. It says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So he is in the passage before this, describing us as sheep and that he is a sheep herder and he is leading us and guiding us. And so he specifically says, my sheep hear my voice. We are his sheep. We hear his voice. He speaks to us. He guides us. 
another verse, Psalm 139, 17. It says, How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I would count them, they are more than the sand. <laughs> wow! So God, that's how much he thinks about us. That that his thoughts for us outnumber the grains of sand. Can you imagine? I mean, just how many grains are in a handful? And so something that I heard is someone said, you know, because I think a lot of people doubt the voice of God. Is God really speaking? Mm, I don't know. Would he really speak to me? Mm, I don't know. But when you think about how many thoughts he has about us, she said, you know, if God has so many thoughts, why wouldn't he want to share them? I was just so blown away by that. And it it just increased my faith because it was like, of course, like God's not just going to keep all those thoughts to himself because all of those thoughts are encouraging and uplifting. Even, even the voice of conviction, it builds us. It brings us higher. It calls us forward. It doesn't condemn us. That's not the voice of God. We'll talk about that. That's not the voice of God. God's voice will always call us higher. But even that voice of conviction saying like, hey, daughter, this isn't what I have for you. Don't choose us. This is going to hurt you. Come on. Come this way. That's God's voice. So why wouldn't he want to share that with us? Okay, and one more verse. There's there's so many more, but these are just some of my favorite. This is Jeremiah 33.3. Thus says the Lord who made the earth, call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. (laughs) Wow. The God who made the earth is going to tell us things. He's going to reveal hidden things that we don't know. So good. So so I know for some of you that specifically if you've grown up in the church, you might think that, oh, God, God speaks. Yeah, but only to specific people, like only to the spiritually elite, only to the, the pastors, only to certain people. And I think that is a lie directly from the enemy because God doesn't show favor. He loves each one of us equally. And he has just as many thoughts about you as your pastor. And so there was, there's this book that has helped me so much in my journey of learning to hear from God. Highly recommend it. It's called, Can You Hear Me? Tuning into a God that speaks. This is by Brad Jersak, and I'll I'll put this in the show notes. But in one of the first chapters, he gave all of these examples of how anyone that is reading this book probably has heard God in these different ways. And I know for me, it just built my faith because it wasn't like, oh, yeah, it's just for these special people. It was like, oh, wait, I actually already hear God. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's, that is God's voice. Okay. And then once you can recognize that, you can just build on it. And so I just want to give you some of these examples. So first of all, if you've ever said yes to Jesus, made him Lord of your life, that was the voice of God inviting you into that space. We can't come to God unless he invites us. And he has invited every single one of you. Whether you've said yes to that or not, that is the voice of God calling you there. Also, if you have read the Bible and if there has ever been a verse or a word or a phrase that has jumped out at you and encouraged you or convicted you or moved you forward, 
That is the voice of God. That is one of the primary ways that God speaks is through his word. The Bible talks about how the word of God is living and active. And so the Bible, even though it was written so long ago, is new every day. Every time we go to read it, it's going to be new because the Holy Spirit works through the word and speaks to us. Also, if you've ever sat in a church service or listened to it online through a podcast and something that the pastor said or preacher, whoever, jumped out at you and it felt like he was talking, he or she was talking directly to you, to your heart, to your situation. And you're like, oh my gosh, how do you know this about me? How do you know exactly what's going on? That is the voice of God. That's God's voice speaking to you. Okay, there's a few others, but the last one I'll talk about is in worship. If you have ever been singing these songs that we sing to God at church or or outside of church, and you just start crying, you just can't stop and you don't understand it, and you are just being moved inside of you, that is God. That is him speaking to you. That is him moving in you. That is the Holy Spirit. So I am guessing any of you that have been in church for any amount of time might recognize that, wow, hey, I actually do hear the voice of God. I just didn't really know that's what it was. And if you can think about those moments too, I imagine you might think, wow, I want more of that. Usually those moments are the best moments. Meeting with the Holy Spirit, feeling his presence, there's nothing better. And so I want to push you in a little bit farther. I want to share a story of how God spoke even more specifically to me. Because yes, he speaks through all of those things, but he also can be more specific. So I'm going to share with you my story. And then after, I'm going to talk about how we can test the voice of God. Because I think it's a very important thing. We can't just assume every thought that comes through our mind is God's voice. That's dangerous. So if you've heard episode two, you know that God told me that I was pregnant with a girl. I ended up miscarrying that girl. Highly recommend going and hearing that story because it's a doozy, but God was just so present and so good. Um, so this is this is right after. I, I actually got pregnant really fast after the miscarriage, praise God. And I really believed this one was also a girl. But then that doubt was just sneaking in, <laughs> as it so often does. And so this was actually like right around the time that I started seeing my biblical coach, Randy. I shared with him that I believed it was a girl, but I really kind of questioned it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe God was just talking about the first baby. I don't know. And Randy is so good at building my faith and pushing, which is why I love seeing him. And he said, no, I believe it's a girl. And I believe you should step into faith in this. So you have a couple options. <laughs> You can just believe it's a girl and paint the room pink or whatever, you know, buy girls clothes, do all of the things for a girl and not find out the sex at all and just believe. And I was like, okay. He was like, and I know how much you would hate that because you love control. Yep. That that's me. Thanks, Randy. I'm glad you know that about me. He said, another option is you could pray just for a girl's name and just have that girl's name and then find out the sex. And so I was like, okay, obviously I'm not doing door number one. 
though, gosh, how much more would my faith would have been built because of that? That would have been incredible. But I needed, I needed that. I wasn't ready. Maybe next baby. So I prayed for a girl's name. I prayed that God would give that to me. And honestly, immediately I had a name in my head, but I was a little confused. So the name that I heard was Naomi. Now I love that name. It's beautiful, but it didn't feel right. It didn't feel complete. And so I just was confused and I was like, okay, God, maybe I just didn't hear you. And I kept praying and I kept hearing that. And so I was just really confused. And so I just kind of pushed it aside. And, you know, a couple of weeks later, I talked to Randy about it and he said, okay, God's not going to give you a name that feels incomplete. Or, you know, if your husband doesn't like it, you know, I talked to my husband about it. And so he said, you need to keep pressing in, ask God, you know, what else he wants to show you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I think I was just so confused. I'd never, I just thought I heard wrong. I think my faith was so low that I just always assumed if it didn't make sense, I had just heard wrong. And that was one of the biggest things I learned from this journey is if it doesn't make sense, press in more, you know, it doesn't mean that you're hearing wrong. God will show you and speak to you and help you understand what he's saying. And so for me, I knew my next step was to read the book of Ruth in the Bible. It talks about Ruth and Naomi, and it's an amazing story. I highly encourage you to go read it, the book of Ruth. And so I I dug into this book, and the biggest thing that stood out to me was this idea of redemption, that God takes the very worst things in our life and turns them around for good, and and they are the source of those good things. So I was like, okay, redemption. This is the word. I just got to find a name that means redemption. And so I Googled for like endless hours and I could not find any names that meant redemption that, that sounded right to me that were normal. I can't remember what I found. None of them were right. And so I was stuck on that for a few weeks and just feeling like, I don't get it, God. Like, what are you trying to say to me? And Then I was reminded, wait, if it doesn't make sense, press in again. And so I pressed in again and I prayed and I waited and I read the book of Ruth again. And right when I got up, I was, I was sitting on the couch for my quiet time reading with God. And I thought I was done for the day, but as I got up, God just dropped this thought into my mind. And it was seemingly so random. It was not connected to anything I was thinking about, but I heard Google what the name of flowers are that come up after a fire. So I I looked it up and there is this flower called Iliamna and these seeds lie dormant in the ground for up to a hundred years. And it's only when the fire comes through and cracks those seeds open, do those flowers bloom. And I knew right then that this was the name of my daughter. I named her Ileana. And actually, there's a whole nother long story about how I kind of had to stand in confidence and faith that God really spoke that name to me. But essentially, me and my husband decided to move forward with it. And I'm so glad I did because every time I say her name, I think of that story and God 
God's redemption as Ileana was born out of this fire right after my miscarriage. And it's just, it's so good. This is not the end of the story though. Oh, and by the way, I found out the sex of the baby a few weeks after this and it was a girl. God is good. God is so good. So my faith is increasing in this season and I'm focusing so much on trusting the voice of God, trusting that it's a girl, trusting that this is the name he's given her. And it comes time for the baby to come. I was a couple weeks out from my due date and I prayed that God would show me when the due date was. And there's a whole backstory too to the reason that I prayed for when she was coming. But I did, I asked God and I heard 29. So we're in November. I heard 29. I was like, okay, God, still in my doubt. (laughs) But then I kept seeing 29 in different places. And God speaks to me a lot through the Psalms and, and the different numbers of Psalms. And so I just felt him impress onto me, read Psalm 29. This was on my drive home from seeing my biblical coach, Randy. So honestly, that night I I got home and I went to bed, not really thinking too much of it. I didn't read the psalm because I really was just in so much doubt. And then I woke up the next day to do my quiet time. When I say that, it just means my time with God where I pray and I read my Bible and I start my day in conversation with him. And I remember, oh, I got to read Psalm 29. And (laughs) I was just praying like, God, just let there be like something small that you know, makes me think about a baby or, ah, you know, I was just really not believing there was not, there was going to be much in Psalm 29. And then I opened my Bible. And from the beginning, you'll have to go and read Psalm 29. From the beginning, it just spoke about my journey this year of, of my pregnancy. It talked about the power in the voice of God, which had been the theme of everything God had been teaching me through these nine months. And then it literally talks about a fire in the wilderness. It says, the voice of the Lord flash flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. And then <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It says, the voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth. (laughs) I was just like such a mess. Literally everything from my journey of hearing God's voice and believing God's voice to the the meaning of Ileana's name, that when a fire comes to the forest, that God is still in it, even though it doesn't make sense, God is still in it and he's turning it for good. And then that his voice has the power, of course, to make the deer give birth. And I know he cares and loves me so much more than the deer. Holy moly. Or I should say, Holy Spirit. Wow. So I was a wreck. There's tears all over my Bible. And I knew in that moment, this was the day she was going to be born. And so I wrote in my Bible this is the date Ileana is coming. And this was, uh, I want to say like the 22nd or 23rd of November. I also got the impression that it would be the evening of the 29th. Then midnight on the 29th, as the day had just begun, 
my contractions began literally at midnight. I was woken up and I looked at my phone and it was midnight and they got really frequent. And I thought I'd have to go to the hospital a few times because they were so close together and so intense. I thought for a moment, oh, maybe, maybe I just didn't understand the timing still in my doubt. (laughs) Maybe I, maybe I didn't understand what God meant about the time of the day. But then around, I think like 3 a.m., my contractions slowed down enough for me to go to sleep. And by the time I woke up in the morning, they were gone. So then all of my doubt, of course, comes rushing back in like, wait, no, it's supposed to happen today. What's happening? And (laughs) so funny. But of course, that afternoon, the contractions came back. I delivered Ileana in the hospital at... Oh, gosh, I should know this. I think it was like 9.30 at night. So 9.30 and the 29th of November. God is so good. And God wants to do this for you, too. He has so many things to teach you and speak into you. And it's just the best. So I hope you will lean into this. Real quick, let me just share three ways to test his voice, to make sure it's his voice. So first of all, the Bible. God's voice will never contradict the Bible. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. His voice will never contradict the Bible. If you don't know the Bible super super well, you can look up, you can, Googling honestly is super helpful. You can Google different themes, different words. So if you aren't sure if something aligns with the Bible, you can do that. Another big one is it will never go against God's character. So we know from the Bible, God's character, that he is a God of love, but he also has specific plans for us. Like we talked about before, a guidebook for how we're supposed to live because he created us. So he knows best how we function. This God of love and righteousness, it will never go against that character. And if you're unfamiliar with God's character, or even if you're familiar with it, but God is speaking something really big to you, that's going to be like a life altering moment. Leaning into community, a church community is the third way to test God's voice. Going to a leader at your church and saying, Hey, this is what I think I heard. Can you help walk me through this? Do you think this is God's voice? And so those are ways to test God's voice to make sure you're not hearing the wrong voices. Now, I lean into God's voice all the time. And the more that you lean into God's voice and the more that you know his character and know his word, and that's why we have to be in the Bible every day, and we'll talk about that soon. The more you do that, the more that you can trust and know that's him without having to kind of go through those steps every single time. But if it's something big, I will still go through those steps. But I I use this even in my day-to-day. When I'm parenting and I am, who, in the anger or overwhelmed and just I don't know what to do in that moment and I get stuck, oh, I pause and I close my eyes. Sometimes I pray out loud and sometimes I pray in my head and I ask Holy Spirit to show me what to do. And every time he shows me and it's always so good. It's like, oh my gosh, that was exactly what my kid needed in that moment. That was exactly what I needed in that moment. And modeling this for our kids, too, is so powerful so that they know in those hard moments what they need to do is stop and pray. So there are endless possibilities for how God wants to speak to you. 
And I'm going to ask you to lean into that a lot on this journey. And so I, I hope you have some idea of what that can look like and what the Bible says about that. And I really, I want you to start right now. So I want you after this is over, it's about to be over. (laughs) Sorry, it's a little long today. I want you to go to a quiet place and close your eyes. And I want you to ask God to show you what he thinks of you. Now, remember, his voice is never going to contradict scripture. And the Bible has a lot to say about how amazing you are, how amazing you were created. So if you're hearing anything outside of that, it's not from God. So just shut down that voice. You can say like, I rebuke the voice of the enemy. Quiet the voice of the enemy. God, usher your voice in and ask him, what does he think of you? It's going to be good. I know it. Come and share what you hear in our Facebook group or DM me. I would love to hear it. Love you so much, mom. I can't wait to hear what God's going to speak to you. If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Thank you.